Welcome back to today's Daily Walk. Well, today we're gonna to talk about five reasons why you might be suffering. We talked in a previous video about why does God allow evil in this world. We talked about all of these little, little nuances to this, but today we're gonna to look specifically at suffering. And the Bible kind of indicates there might be five different reasons why we are suffering. Now, the first of these reasons actually comes to us, we have to un go back and understand at the very beginning, Adam and Eve. So when Adam and Eve were created, Adam and Eve were, were in a, this perfect world. They were in this sinless world. If they, as long as they go, went through and obeyed God in what they were doing, no problems at all, but they disobeyed God. And when they disobeyed God, they unleashed sin into this world. And thorns grew up out of the ground and birth was given in, in pain and a lot of other issues came. And the reality is sometimes some people just get too overly spiritual with, you know, ooh, what did I do wrong or all this types of things. Not to discount that sometimes we do do something wrong and we're going to look at that. But the first real reason suffering might be occurring in our life is that we do live in a sinful world. So have a look at this discussion from uh, between Jesus and some people uh, in Luke 13. So we're going to look at verses, uh, chapter 13, verses 1 through 4. It looks like will be enough. It says, Now on the same occasion there were some present who reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. So in other words, some people were just wrapped up in a sacrifice or something. Jesus said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were greater sinners than other Galileans because they suffered this fate? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will likewise perish. Or do you suppose that those 18 on whom the Tower of Siloam has fell and killed them were worse culprits than all the men who live in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So he's looking at two separate situations here where people just, they just seemingly died. They suffered. They, they had consequences. And he kind of indicates that no, there's no other reason why it just happened. Now, the latter part, his point is, hey, if you repent, you will have eternal life and you don't have to worry about it. But the illustration is that people suffered, people died because for no other reason than it's a sinful world. It just is, all right? Now, the second reason, <clears throat> the one we already kind of talked about briefly is that, yes, yeah, sometimes we do suffer because we do stupid things. We sometimes suffer because we make bad decisions. We do bad things. And I'm working on my book on Hezekiah right now, so I've kind of been in 2 Kings and in 2 Chronicles for so long. So as I'm thinking about this particular situation, this is the key verse that jumps out to me. There's hundreds like this in the scripture. You can find them all over. But we're going to look at, uh, just for our illustration, <clears throat> 2 Kings 18, we're going to let 9 through 12. Now in the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which is the seventh year of Hoshea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came against Samaria and besieged it. And at the end of three years, they captured it in the sixth year of Hezekiah, which was the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Israel. Samaria was captured. Then the king of Assyria carried away Israel into exile and put them into Hala and ha on Haber, the river of Gozan, and in the cities of Medes. Why did they do this? Verse 12 tells us, Because they did not obey the voice of the Lord their God, but transgressed his covenant, even all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded, they would neither listen to it nor do it. All right, so 
there is the element of obeying God, but there's also the element of obeying the law. If you disobey the law, you're going to suffer the consequences of disobeying the law of your city, really, uh, or the law of your land, whatever that happens to be. But there also are consequences for disobeying the commands of God. And that's the, that second reason is that sometimes we are suffering because we actually do kind of stupid things. Um, the next one is sometimes we suffer for doing what is right. And from 2 Peter, uh, uh, excuse me, this is 1 Peter chapter 4, and we're going to look at, let's look at uh, verses 13 and 14. Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation, nor be troubled. All right, so... Peter's saying, hey, there's times you're going to be suffering for doing what is right. Of course, Jesus said this over and over uh, to, to his core, core disciples. He oftentimes said things like, if they hate you, remember they first hated me. So sometimes we are suffering for following Christ. You know, there's, there's people who have, who have lost their limbs, lost their lives, all for the purpose of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is a legitimate form of suffering that we sometimes get. Now, sometimes other people can impact our suffering. And my original source for this was actually an excellent Chip Ingram sermon. But as I was reading through this, I'm like, you know what? The Bible does actually speak to a fifth reason some people are oppressed. Now, this is in our American Western culture. A lot of people who are just poor and, and broke always try and cl claim somebody else did it. The reality is there is an element of this that can actually be true. Um, and so from the book of James, come now, you rich, weep and howl, for your miseries are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments have become moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have rusted and the rust will become a witness against you and will consume your flesh like fire. It is in the last days that you have stored up your treasure. And here's that key verse. Why? Why are we suffering? Because other people are oppressing you. Behold the pay of the laborers mowing your fields which has not been withheld by which has been withheld by you cries out against you and the outcry of those who did the harvesting has reached the ears of the lord of sabbath all right so the implication here is that yes there are people who are suffering they are persecuted because of the results of others other people are turning away what their their accomplishments they're they're withholding pay they're withholding challenges now do i believe that nearly everybody in the western world is poor because of their oppression by other rich people a lot of people want to make that argument i completely discount that and the reason i discount that is because of oftentimes if you look at the lifestyle of of most of these western poor people we're not talking third world country we're talking american poor Every household I've been into of American poor, their house is completely full of knickknacks. They got expensive smartphones with expensive plans. They got full cable packages, large televisions, and they're financing their car. I'm sorry, no rich guy oppressed you. Live a little bit within your means. You know, buy yourself a, a crappy smartphone if you need a smartphone at all. Ditch cable and with all of the time you used to spend on cable, go get yourself another job. All right. So I'm not about to say that, but the Bible does speak that, yes, there are actually people who are oppressed by the wealthy. That is a potential and valid reason for suffering in our world. Um, I don't think it's nearly as big as some people say it is because we all think that the grass is greener on the other side. And of course, our final reason why we may be suffering is 
sometimes we just got get caught up in the middle of some battle and some war that we really have nothing to do with. This is kind of like being just a little villager in a third world country, you know? It's just like you're just there trying to trying to sow your crops and reap your harvest and you got rebels on one side and revolutionists on the other side shooting each other across your field. And sometimes you might be suffering because of that. Well, the Bible actually speaks to a very similar thing going on. Uh, when we get from Job, we have two separate instances when, um, when the devil is talking with God so in Job chapter 1, verse 6, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. Then Satan answered, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge about him in his house that all he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and the possessions have increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch all he has and he will surely curse you to your face. Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power, but do not put forth your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. So here we have this, this divine inter interplay between God and Satan, where Satan's saying, Hey, this guy only blesses you and praises you because you have blessed him. God says that's not the case. And so in the middle of this situation, God basically gives Satan permission to sift Job like wheat, to borrow what Peter uh, was told by Jesus. And in the midst of this, then uh, in the midst of this, what ends up happening is Job is caught up in this crossfire between God and Satan. He doesn't have anything to do with it. All of his suffering had nothing to do with him. It had nothing to do with the sinfulness of the world. It had to do with this divine situation. Now, why would God allow him to do that? Well, maybe to make a point to the rest of us. Also, though, if you look at my book, Testing and Temptations, I talk about how your tests and your trials, these are things that build you up, okay? If, if you live your life completely under shelter, you will have no concept of how to survive in the world. And that's part of it. You know, sometimes, as James says, that uh, those who persevere will receive their crown of life. Or consider it joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith will produce endurance, and let endurance result that you may be complete and perfect, lacking in nothing. Okay? Our trials give us the strength that we need to survive in this world. But those are five reasons you might be suffering. So if you find yourself suffering, walk through those five reasons. Is there something legitimately that I have been doing? Is somebody legitimately oppressing me? And that's extraordinarily rare, by the way. Uh, is somebody, um, let's see, what, 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 I got to go back through. I remember when you're talking about lists, you can always remember X minus one thing, or once <laughs> X is the number of items in the list, right? You could be in divine comedy. You could have done something stupid. You could just be serving Christ. You could be being oppressed by somebody, um, or maybe you're just doing something stupid. So when you are experiencing these troubles and traumas, walk through this list of things, figure out what it is. And remember, I mean, ultimately, Job is the most pure one. Praise God no matter what. Do not be like his wife. Are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. He says, no, you foolish woman. Are we except good from God and not evil? Keep that in mind if you are suffering.
and just lift those words up to prayer and God. So thanks for coming along on this daily walk, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support, or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash tommm. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.